Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's edition of the Ninth State Sports Show. My name is Joe Marcellina, and for the next half hour, we'll be talking a uh, little bit of New Hampshire high school football. Let me uh, remind all of you that every Wednesday at 7 p.m., I'll be down here at, at Riverside Barbecue in downtown Nashua with a different guest to talk some football. You can be a part of the conversation by joining us live at Riverside or by emailing us at nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com. Every show will be available to listen to th on Thursday mornings at nh-highschoolsports.com. Now, let's say hello to our guest. Today, I am joined by Justin Hoft, head coach of the defending Division I champion, Goffstown Grizzlies. Uh, Justin, thanks for joining me. You bet. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Where do you want to start? You know, you guys got off to a, uh, a positive start in terms of wins and losses last week, okay. but I got to imagine that you look at last week's game. Uh, it was a 19-14 win over Londonderry. Yep. Uh, maybe a little differently than the rest of us do because of how you guys won that game. Yeah, we <coughs> we did not play well. Um, so, yeah, just n not pleased with a lot of things. At the end of the day, it was a victory. So, you know, that's a positive. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I wouldn't have rather lost but played well. It just. Um, so many things that we need to improve on going forward so it's going to be we got a big challenge in front of us when you say lost but played well you mean kind of had like could look at things and say okay we did this well we didn't turn the ball over we gained yards we moved the you know we kind of limited them but we were just unlucky in some ways kind of yeah i that guess kind of look yeah either that or um yeah i, I don't know I, I don't know what i'm thinking here some of it was effort. I just disappointed in how we took the field and um, our energy level early on, um, and just you know making mistakes on offense. Some of this might just be adjusting to new kids. Um, we've been kind of spoiled lately. We've had you know a good run with with experienced kids, and this year we have a lot of new players. So it's I'm, I might need to recalibrate a little bit, kind of what the expectations are. But at the same time, I want to you know as a coach, you always want to push the kids and, and uh, not settle for less, as it were. So kind of struggling with that a little bit. So you can, can you kind of take me through what happened on that, that game-winning touch? You guys, of course, win the game on a fumble recovery. Um, just, you know, how did that kind of – I mean, it was set up by a turnover, right, on, on your your end? Yes. So we were we were driving for the go-ahead field goal, in theory. Um, we got over midfield, um, and then we had a – we called a pass play. We, we had a route open, and we the quarterback took a shot deep. Um, we're okay with taking shots, but we missed that one, and the, the legendary player made a heck of an interception. He went up and grabbed it, kind of like at the, at the apex um, with one hand, grabbed it, came down with it. So just a terrific play by that kid. So they got the ball in the eight-yard line. We still had three timeouts, um, and I, I'm i neurotic about using timeouts, so I, I use them when I have to, but we, we try and avoid having, you know, hopefully the, the substitution errors and the types of things that coaches burn timeouts on early. We try not to do that. So we have all three at the end of the end of the game, and this is a case that we did. So, Londonderry knew they needed to, to get a first down, or else they're going to punt it back to us. We're going to take over probably around the 40, needing yep. a first down to get a, right. a field goal. We, our kicker had made a 41-yarder into the wind earlier. We had the and wind at our back now, so we really—he's a soccer kid too. That, that terrific kicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, so I certainly felt that we still had a shot. Um, the first snap, we called a blitz um, that had been working pretty well for us during the game. We called it one more time and, and hit on it, so we got the guy for a five-yard loss. And then the second snap, um, quarterback bobbled it, 
the shotgun snap, going for the exchange with the, trying to catch it and then mesh with the running back. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff happened at once. He bobbled it, fell on the ground, and we swarmed it, and a, a nose guard ended up making the play, coming up with the ball at the end of the pile. And that was Adam Moses that they came up him. with the ball? Yep. Um, he was a guy that I wanted to, to ask you about because, okay. ha, you know, seeing him last year as a, what, he's a, it was a sophomore last year. Right. Um, he was actually called into probably a tough spot there for you guys a year ago, um, you know, coming in midseason for an injured injured player. Um, yeah. And it was in the Bedford game, wasn't it? The first Bedford game last year, wasn't it? Right. It was three or four snaps into the first Bedford game. So the, the two 5-0 and o teams last year, we had a, a senior nose guard who was a terrific player for us, Christian Melanson. Um, and he shredded his knee on the, whatever it was, third or fourth play. So Adam went out and played and, um, you know, didn't, did not blink, uh, no hesitation, ready to go. Um, He's a big boy, and but he works his tail off. He works mm -hmm. very hard. He's in good shape, um, and he's a much better athlete than people would think is uh, somebody his size is. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to make sure we mention him there because how often does the linemen get? They you usually only notice them. What what do they say when they do? When they mess when up. When they mess up. Yep. You know, to make a play uh, to the, win uh, the game. What's the language constraints on this uh, podcast? Um. I don't know. We're online, so I guess we can be kind of loose there. But we're also talking about high school kids, so okay. Maybe, so you want maybe like PG thirteen? PG thirteen. Yeah, right. yeah. All yeah. right. I can work with that. I, I just I just want to know what the parameters are. I can work with anything. So okay. You were yes. pretty good. You were pretty good last year going through. I don't think there was. Yeah, uh, but I held back. Yeah, you know, I wasn't yeah. quite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you you talked about you know the, you know maybe maybe expecting. A lot of these, you know, the, the kids coming in were being new this year and, and being used to guys coming out and playing a certain way in years past. And, and during the preseason, I talked. I had the opportunity to talk to a couple of your your older guys, yep. Nick Moquin, uh, Frankie Castillo Diaz, Andrew Duval. They all kind of said something similar in the sense that at times they felt like there were too many younger guys coming in and go, "Oh, we're going to go 12 and 0 again. It's going to be." You know, uh, uh, we're going to do this every year now. Um, yeah. You know, and, and does maybe something like Saturday's game um, kind of open their eyes to that a little bit? I mean, do they kind of have to go through those battles that like that? It very well may be. Um, you know, we, we'd all love to not ever have to go through that stuff and just have everything be a smooth ride. But, yeah, in reality, probably that may not have been a bad thing. Um, certainly got their attention, I think. Um, you know, we... We tried to tell them, and you, you explain it to them, and you tell them that it's everybody's zero and zero. It's a new season. You got to earn it, and they they say the right thing, and it seems like they're they're believing it. But you know, deep down, do they really? You know, may, maybe not. Mm. Um, so I think it was definitely a wake up call. Um, it's nice to come out of it a wake up call, one and zero. But we're we're not as good as we can be. I don't I don't know how good we'll be. You know, I, I we don't have the talent we did last year. Um, and so our goal is just to kind of get to you know, be the best that we could possibly be for this year's version. Um, I don't know what that's going to be, but we weren't there week one. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping we, we play better week two. It's a, a tall order. We got Pinkerton, so it's, you know, no matter how well we play, uh, it's probably not a game we should be com competitive in. Um, but I, I hope that we, we, we battle and we improve and, and get some positives out of it. That's kind of uh, like you, you. I think you said you know um, playing well and maybe not winning. Um, not to say that that's what you want to see. I mean, you want to win every game. 
but it would feel I mean if you went in there you know against Pinkerton and came away and played well that's kind of what you want to see yeah I'll give you an example two years ago no three years ago we actually we went to Pinkerton and we had the kids that won the championship last year were all sophomores Mm -hmm. so we had a sophomore heavy team Um, we had five seniors on the team and we weren't very good you know we we were young um, and we fought tooth and nail against a a very good Pinkerton team that went to the championship that year and we lost, I think we lost by 30-something points at the end of the day, but we stayed with them. Mm-hmm. The first half, it was maybe 21 to 15 at halftime. Right. So, and I thought that was about as well as that version of the team could have played. Now, two years later, you know, they were better than anybody in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of, you want to reach the peak of what, what your team is capable of. Mm-hmm. And it, the hard part is you never really know. Um, I'm, I'm always paranoid about, like, uh, or neurotic about not wanting to sell them short, and and you mean the oppo- opposing a, team? No, us. Sell, or selling yourself short. So like, short. I don't want to okay. have not pushed hard enough, or have not gotten everything we could have out of the team by by not having high high enough expectations. Um, so I want to I want to work them hard. I want to challenge them, but I don't want to be so hard driving that you you ask them to do something that's unrealistic. And and if they give their all and and they do the best they can, and they're just you know, we're up against a school three times our size. <laughs> so it's, you know, it yeah. may not go our way. Okay. But yeah. the stuff that we can control, we want to do well with. Yeah. You know, what um, we mentioned, uh, I mentioned earlier, Nick Moquin taking over a quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like he kind of played on, on Saturday? Did he have, was he one of those guys that maybe you wanted to see a better game out of? Or what, how did he kind of handle um, being I in that I thought he did well. It was, you know, the, the first start as far as being the, you know, a senior captain. Um, he'd started a game, I think, last year, maybe two years ago. Um, you know, it was it was slow going for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Nick missed some throws. He made some throws. We dropped some that he made. and um, So it was a little bit hit or miss, but it was for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he did was he was a leader. He kept everybody together, kept the offense coming back out on the field. Um, and when we needed to have plays made, he made them. Uh, mm-hmm. Made a great throw to Andrew Duval. Um, that got us down near field goal range um, at toward the end of the fourth quarter and then before we got the ball back. So, um, you know, certainly came up. He had a touchdown run, give us a lead in the third quarter too. So I thought he was uh, uh, impressive with the way he kind of showed some resilience, resiliency. And uh, I do think he's going to play better going forward. Mm-hmm. So I think now that first starts out of the way, he's he can be even better than what he showed. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I imagine, you know, getting that first or – Maybe I, you're, I do. Now that you mentioned he did start another game, I feel like I do remember that from last year. Yeah. Um, I'd have to go back and look. Cause I think Memorial he started the last game of the season there. Yeah, or next to last game of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, but I mean, this this start Saturday was probably a lot different in the terms of yeah. being the the guy at quarterback. Yeah, he's the guy. Or, we yeah. don't have Connor yeah. Bork, and and yeah, yeah. It's, it's a new year. Yeah, so it was. You it's know. a little little different for him. For sure. Yeah. Um, what about for you? You know, you mentioned not having those kids um, that you've, you know, for three years essentially. Those were the these were the kids. Yep. But also, you know, you go from you enter this year as a, you know, a coach who's won a, a championship. Is that is that anywhere in your mind, or or ha- have you pushed last year? I, I imagine um, I, I my guess would be that you pushed it kind of into the rearview mirror. Yeah, that's what I should say probably. <laughs> I um, 
you know, at the end of the day, they're never going to take it away from me. So it's something that we did that um, I'm very proud of. And, you know, it is part of what we've done now. Um, it's not something I think about, and it's not something that aff affects me on a daily basis other than maybe just, um, you know, a little boost in kind of confidence and kind of, You kind of helps perspective a little bit too. I think just to kind of see that we've done it and how it needs to be done in order to get there, and then the trick is now how to apply that to the new kids and and to realize that y you don't win every year, mm -hmm. you don't win a championship every year. So let's push these kids to the same standard, get them as as good as they can be, and then wherever we end up, we end up, mm -hmm. knowing that it's not going to be a championship every year. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to take a look at um, you know what else went on. In this first weekend, because I, okay. I've you know looking at, at what else happened in the division, I almost kind of feel like I mean, did did you had of the, the ten games, four of them are a touchdown or less, two are I think within two scores, huh. and four were blowouts, which it seems there's always a couple every week. Um, but those four games, uh, I mean, you had yours that ended on a uh, in the last minute or yep. so, last ninety seconds. BG Winnicott, it where BG scores with about a minute and a half, less than a minute and a half I think left. It was 11 seconds. 11, you're right. They took over. Uh, that's right. They took over um, with about 90 yeah. seconds left and then scored yep. 11 seconds left to beat Winnicott. You know, Merrimack, Bedford is going down to the last play of the game. Yep. Um, Keen and Portsmouth has just, uh, you know, they scored 44 yep. points in the fourth quarter. The lead changed three times in the, in the, the last two minutes. So, wow. you know, yep. not just were they close <laughs> games, but that kind of excitement. Did Division One throw all of its best games of the year into that first week? I mean, or is this? Uh, is no, this no, no, no. Th there's going to be some games. I mean, look at the the games yet to be played, and you know, Exeter, Winnicott, and haven't played yet. They'll play whenever they play. You know, um, so there's big rivalry games left still. The Nashua schools haven't played. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of good football left to be played. There were certainly some some really good Week One games. Um, I don't think anybody would say like the Merrimack Bedford game was extremely crisp and well played just like they wouldn't say no, our game was no, well played absolutely not no. but they were competitive yeah and the teams are playing hard and i think as a fan it was great to watch yeah how much do you i mean obviously you're going out and scouting uh, i was getting texts from you during that merrimack bedford game uh <laughs> yeah. you know how much do you when you're at one of those games are you there as a coach and how much are you there as a fan you know what i've never i haven't thought of that I, i'll bet you i'm there more as a fan I'm not supposed to be. I mean, I don't pay to go in because I, I get to be a coach and, and I'm there to scout and we do some scouting, but we also, we do a lot of our work off of film. And so when I'm at the game, in all honesty, I, we enjoy the heck out of it. Um, I love, I love watching high school football, especially if you know the other coaches and the teams a little bit. Um, so even when I'm trying to, to focus on stuff and, and we'll see stuff for sure. Right. Um, but I, you also enjoy it. So I'd say probably more as a fan. What was that? I mean, because I was, I had a different, you know, I'm down on the field. Um, I forget sometimes that there's even a crowd behind me. Yeah. Um, until I and turn around. People don't understand that, I, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I especially, especially, especially at Bedford, because you're a so removed. removed. I, yep. There's that that gap between the, the the level of the field and then where the stands are, which I think is great if you're there watching the game. Yeah. Um, but but you don't feel like that crowd is there. Because there's, I, 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 what about I, last year at our games when the the fans are more on top of you and you know the Bedford games when even it's the people well are lining the field. The, the second Bedford game, um, the playoff game, I noticed it because there were so many of them on the sidelines and I'm trying to fight for right. for, for position <laughs> there. Right. Okay. Um, yep. 
But, you know, even even that, yeah, I sometimes forget that there's people behind me. I can hear them, but I hear them when I watch TV, too, so it's, you know, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a weird thing. Yeah, people will ask me about something that happens during a game, like when the announcer said this or the, fa- the yeah, fans were doing it, yeah. and you just, you're totally unaware of it. It's, it's a bizarre thing. Um, you, I mean, yes, you hear it, and you know that there's people there, and I guess you know they're cheering or yelling or whatever they're doing, but. It's just, it's an interesting focus, and so I, I yeah. It's if I probably thought about it having, what, what were there th- on Friday? Probably a few thousand people? I would a thousand people, at least, yeah. at least. That number of eyeballs that are potentially on my back, like if I tripped and fell. I don't think fell, anybody was looking at no, you. No, no one was looking at me. I don't think anybody me. was looking well, at you. Well, because I didn't trip <laughs> and fall this time, or I didn't get run over. You know, if I'd gotten run over, which, I, thankfully, it almost happened to the Jamboree. First time. Oh, really? First time in... 16 years of covering football, college and, and high school football. The first time I almost got run over at a football game what was, was at the Jamboree. was um, during the Concord Central scrimmage. Yeah. Um, just a play where I didn't get out of the way fast enough. Well, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm gets tackled old, out yeah. of bounds. Um, not even that. It was a guy coming in late who overran the play and was just – he actually put his hand on me to stop. <laughs> And uh, and I kind of you're looking at the cheerleaders I, or something. No, or? I just didn't move fast enough. <laughs> and I kind of said, I w- like, wow, am I am I getting old? Am I not move as quickly as I used to? <laughs> probably, which, I, which is probably yeah. probably the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, what was you were were you up in the stands? Yeah, on Friday. Yeah. So what was yeah. it like up there? I mean, it it, it must have been a, a, a you know good what, fe- like an interesting feeling. Like yeah, a, it's a nice well, the crowds dissipated there a little bit because. It's weird. They put the band at, at the 50-yard line in the bleachers. It's yeah. so like the kind of the yeah. prime prime seats there, which is unusual. So between that, them being there, and then people are in the stands, but they're also standing up, and then there's the hill. So it's kind of spread out. So it wasn't like a loud, raucous crowd. Um, but it's a great place to watch the games. So. I, I almost I, – I think part of the reason it's not loud, I wish almost wish they had a visiting bleacher section on – the other side there um you guys have it not not as much but you got the press box on the other side yep. there that kind of reverberates reverberates stellos you've you got a huge stands set of stands over there yeah um i think bedford it just kind of goes and dies that could be the noise dies in the woods there it doesn't come back yeah i think if they had that other even if it was something small um it'd be twice as loud in there hmm no, well, something to think about. They are talking about building what a new locker room, I think. I haven't down I haven't by the heard. field and all that yeah. stuff. So it's good, you know. Bedford, make, would make Bedford sense. needs more amenities. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you looking at what you guys, you know, the the this year you've got the obviously your your conference opponents, um, Bedford, Central, Memorial, and Concord, getting the South Cluster. North-South cluster. You're in the South Conference playing them. Actually, what, your yep. first three opponents this year are all teams. Yeah. Because um, yeah. Timber, Timberlane's next week after right. after Pinkerton. Um, you know, kind of, I mean, I know talking to a lot of other media guys, it's, well, this is, you know, this is the toughest schedule anybody could have in that side. Do you guys look at it that way? Do you feel like, you know, it's, um, I don't know, the the – how do you guys look at a schedule when you're going into a season, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, it doesn't do much good to look at it. I mean, we're we going to look at it and, and complain that about who you have on your schedule. I mean, you know, it's it's Division One, so every week is tough. Um, 
teams have up years and down years and um you know it, it, i'm sure you're not saying the east conference is a picnic because that's you're talking about Exeter, a uh, Portsmouth team that's on the way up, and Winnicott, which is always the toughest team you'll ever play. Mm-hmm. And then in the south, you got the Nashua schools, who both were young last year. They're on the way up. BG, who I think is one of the best coach teams in the state, and they do a great job. They're always tough. Keene, who's given any, everybody games. And so it's just it's Division One. so there's there's no breaks. There's never going to be a I will off, say our yeah. conference, though, we've had uh, the three years that it's been a 20-team Division One, we've been in the title game all three years, and we've won it twice. Yeah. So... I, and I, my guess is it'll happen again this year. I think Bedford is is light, lights out this year. I think they're fantastic, and they're my team to beat. So I'm going to say they're going to make it in the title game again. So the North Conference will have been there every year. And even that year that they didn't win it, um, still undefeated going into into that game against yep. Pinkerton. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Um, you know, wanted to talk a little bit too about because I still get asked about it. I don't know if you do or not about mm-hmm. the season last year. You know, the video series the video. that we did yep. uh, behind the scenes look at. at what turned out to be probably a magical year. I, I certainly, I, I, I know I've told you this before, but when yeah. we sat down, I think the first time to meet and talk about it, I left the room thinking, God, I just hope they make the playoffs. I want to, you know, yeah. so we at least get one <laughs> extra week. <laughs> um, yeah. Not that I, not that I didn't think that, that, but I mean, you guys had had, you, you were close la- the year before yep. and had just come up and you just never know. Yeah. Going of course into I, the next year. I wouldn't have thought, I didn't pick us to make the playoffs last year. Um, and I'm a notoriously poor prognosticator, so who knows. But, um, yeah, the fact that we ended up picking that season and that you picked us that year, um, it's just it's so cool from our perspective because it's, it's all documented now. It's all chronicled. So, I, you know, I certainly looked at the videos a little bit this offseason. Um, and now, I, you know, I still got them. So years from now when we're miserable and, and – things aren't going well i can always pop in that a couple of those discs and and look at that stuff and um it's kind of cool that it'll always be there um and then you also did our softball team this past spring so there's certainly people in the building are kind of wondering you know who's who are you doing this fall and who are you going to do next type of thing and yeah so. yeah yeah i did i actually haven't gotten that question as much as i thought i would why you know why am i not doing one this yeah. fall but you know gotta take a break every once in a while uh, well, you, you become the kingmaker, right? So, oh yeah, you, yeah. Whoever I, you helped us win a championship yeah, last year, yeah. so who are you going to help win this year? I don't know. I don't know why I didn't do much good for the <laughs> softball team this uh, in the spring. Well, maybe you're a fall the final guy, four. Although the other I did two in the spring. Yes, Dar- right. Dairyville, Dairyville did win, but they yeah, were. Yeah, whoever would have thought Dairyville yeah, would win? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might have might have cherry picked. Uh, yeah, a little, bit, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, but one thing that that I have a hard time answering because I think I'm on the other side of it. And um, this was years ago when I first started doing them. Um, it, some people don't, I don't think, remember that I, the first one I did was Sauhegan basketball back in 2012. And uh, hmm. I tried to line one up for that fall of a, f- a football team, and yep. it just didn't come together. The AD that I don't want to name was you know, not interested in doing it, but asked me a question that I really didn't know the answer to that I think you as a coach might be able to answer better is what benefit do the kids get out of it? Because I don't think I can answer that because I'm not, I'm not there constantly. But I, if I had to what guess. What benefit do the kids get out I, of it? I would say just that interaction of being self, maybe s- that extra self-awareness of what they're doing. Yeah, I, I mean, they're high school kids. So, you know, to be able to be videotaped, um, to practice, you know, be, being interviewed by a media member, um, to have people chronicling you when you're at practice, in games, and... 
asking questions and probing and making you think about things that happen in the game or think about team aspects and stuff like that. Like it's a it's a unique experience. So I don't I don't understand how anybody would ever pass that up. I mean, you're the guy that's got to do the work for it. So you know, and we get I think we get immense benefit from it. The kids loved it. The kids that especially the kids that were interviewed, um, their parents all have copies now. Um, it's just it's it's a phenomenal thing. So I, I I'm puzzled by people that would ask something like that. Yeah. yeah. I was I was pretty impressed awareness. that they they uh, none of them got at least didn't show outwardly that they were sick of me coming around and bothering them every uh, no. every single week. No, uh, of course I mean maybe they would because they want to act like the the NFL players they see that kind of yeah, yeah. you know sh- give sh- uh, shoulder shrug to the uh, media members. But no, yeah, it's yeah. I did jo- I did joke with me? them about that though. That, oh, you got to put up with me for. You, know, you keep winning. If you keep winning, I mean, I think keep about going, back. walking yeah. down the halls now, and, and you get to tell you know little Susie that you know, hey, I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm on yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah, I'm famous. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what was it like for you? I mean, did did I mean, I didn't really. I interacted with you as far as the coaches go. Yeah. Didn't really have much of an opportunity to talk to a lot of the assistants, other than, you know, just a few things here and there. Um, yeah. A lot of them seemed that they wanted no part of it, you know being on camera or anything like that, and I could tell didn't want to want to. But yeah, um, how did they kind of you know how did the coaches kind of react to the whole they, thing? They enjoyed it. I, I think yeah. they kind of um, you know they give me a hard time about it at times, and kind of it was, but it was a fun thing, and, and it kind of fit in with the the rest of. The, I mean, you saw some of the things we do, and we um we try and work hard but we also try and have fun and, and it, it should be a fun experience for kids to play football and to be part of a football team and to have somebody there who's documenting the season for us as well uh i think kind of added to that and was kind of part of that so so overall positive i'll, I'll oh, absolutely. put in a chair okay well, that's good now no. we ended up winning so, so <laughs> if we lost that last game i'd probably blame you and blame, never talk yeah, to you again yeah. so but which is fair <laughs> i think i think at least in this business i'm i'd be used to it absolutely all right well i think that's a, probably a good point to wrap things up on. Um, All right. Thanks again, uh, Justin Huff, my guest today uh, from the Goffstown uh, Grizzlies football team. Thank you for joining me. My uh, pleasure. Um, hopefully next year you'll ask me before Roger Brown. I can't tell you how insulted I am that you would have me after Roger after Brown Roger of all Brown. people. Well. <laughs> for crying out loud, I mean. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. Uh, all right, so coming up, a few things that are coming up on the site this week um, as we get ready for this Friday's football games. A uh, couple of looks at or look at two different players, uh, Nashua South's Max Osgood and Campbell's Harrison Vedrani. Uh, we'll also be covering those games, uh, Nashua South at Bishop Girton on Friday and Manadnock at Campbell on Saturday. And next week we will be starting our weekly volleyball rankings uh, you'll get to a chance to see it, who, uh, where everybody lines up as far as our power poll goes. And uh, once again, I'm Joe Marcellina, and thanks for checking out the Ninth State Sports Show.